Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, that as rich guys would do epic shit. And now, your host, that's Hybin. If this is empty, this doesn't matter. Bet you were home. I'm always home. I'm on tour. Me too. You're doing great, dude. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're on cool. This is my advice to you. I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Wrong Tribe Confounds, The Right Tribe Compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. What's up, GoBundance community? Welcome to the GoBundance podcast. I am Jamie Gruber, guest hosting for Pat Hyben. And this week, I'm proud to welcome in Abundance brother and real estate investor, Sean Steffen. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jamie. Good to be here. Great to, great to have you. So let's get a little bit of background on you. Why don't you give us kind of the, you know, where you grew up through now, the three, five, seven minute background on, on all that is you. All right. Yeah, I was, I was born in Anchorage, Alaska. Great family. They did a lot of a lot of variety of stuff, had to you know, help a lot of people. We always had other families staying with us and, you know, grew up hunting, fishing, trapping. We raced sled dogs, snow machine and motorcycle and variety of businesses. Like I was the youngest, so I was kind of, you know, my brothers were already gone doing their thing. And they always said, you know, dad was hard on them and easy on me. You know, it was all fun when I was there. So, <laughs> but it was all good. So I got, Kind of started early. I got started my first business when I was 17. Well, actually, I did a lot of, um, you know, paper routes, sold firewood, all that kind of stuff when I was before that. And then 17, I started an equipment rental company with my uh, cousin. And yeah, we built a building. You know, I started that business. I got married at 17, too early. And then just got into working too much, probably. I, you know, worked hard. Then uh, that Early 80s, you know, kind of a big crash there. It's had a lot of debt going on, just working my ass off. Good part of the early 80s, my son was born. Uh, but then I got divorced after that. I lost a lot. Had to give him a house back. Had to give a couple of commercial buildings back to banks, work out debt. Gave one of my businesses to my ex-wife. Gave her some properties. And, you know, it was just barely made it through, but I, I made it. <laughs> Started over. And... Just uh, through the, I guess the Exxon Valdez is what turned the con economy up there. And I was like 89. Things came back. Business was doing good. I married my current wife uh, in 89. And she actually worked for me, married my secretary, which uh, I'm not supposed to do that, but it's been great. We're, uh, we're, she 
takes care of everything. We work together every day, and it's been been awesome. She's got one son. I've got one son. We've got two boys. So then uh, my dad died in that time frame, too, and it kind of it's kind of a changer in my life. I didn't, you know, I was too much workaholic and after the crash and the, you know, divorce and all that, it's like, yeah, I need to take stock in and things, you know, I was supposed to go fishing with my dad and he, uh, I, I too busy and he had a heart attack and died on that trip and with a king salmon in his net. So it was good, good time. <laughs> I mean, good way to go as far as that goes. But I ended up selling my bit, my main business in uh, 99. I was 39 years old and, Got a good good sale on that. Was able to keep most of my real estate. That that was kind of almost retired at that point. I had a, got a place in Mexico. Was living on my boat a lot. You know, just paid off all my real estate. Had, you know, had quite a bit of cash. So I put it into CDs and stocks and bonds and all that kind of stuff. But then you know, two thousand crash right after that. So I ended up taking another little hit there. <laughs> lost lost a couple million, but yeah, no big deal. And it's been pretty good since then. I in the you know, I ended up buying a condo in Arizona because we were traveling to Panama a lot with a, had my boat down there stuff. So uh, you know, I paid like four hundred grand for a condo there, and then uh, like oh eight crash came, and all of a sudden I sold it for three hundred grand, and I was like, yeah, shoot, you know, stuff's cheap. I better start buying stuff. So mm-hmm. I kind of got back into the business mode again and just started buying real estate. We buy you know, flipping houses and playing with that stuff. And that was fun. And, you know, then commercial buildings and on and on and on. They still, still do some of that. And, you know, it's it nice. You had some cash at that point when things were going. And so now just, uh, you know, we spend five, six months a year in Mexico, spend three, four months in Alaska, spend a month or two in Arizona, time on the boat, what life takes care of most all like our counting and, and that type of stuff. And I, you know, I do a little bit of investing here and there. I've got more partners. I used to do pretty much everything on my own. Now I've got more investments with syndications and partners and kind of diverse. Wow. Do you take, do you take yeah. active roles in the deals that you, you, it sounds like you, well, well, we'll touch on your father's passing here in a moment, but it sounds like since that point, you've made a decision that, you know, time was way more important than money to you. And you just wanted to use money to give you time. So do you take active roles in the deals that you get involved in now? Or are you pretty passive? Yeah, I mean, I still, you know, I'll buy a building or so every year of my own. But I'll, I'll and then I'll get in syndication deals, right? Totally passive. But I'll, I've got a few partners that I still do deals with. And I'm majority partner or whatever. I'll, but I'll have somebody pretty much head up, do the running of it. And, you know, I just kind of in there watching it and working with them a little bit and it's nice i got some good good people good partners and stuff and it's worked out well very cool very cool talk to me about your dad how how old were you when he passed oh see i was 26 i think 26 and so you were you were yeah he was pretty pretty early 60 early 60 he was 63 i think when he passed and yeah it was a a changer in my life uh made me think stuff you know other was too uh, focused on business before that, working, just working hard. Wow. What what um, was the trip that you went on with him where he, it sounded like he ended up passing on a trip that you went together on? No, I didn't go. I usually go with him every year. He asked me to go and I'm like, ah, I'm just too busy with work, you know, and he had another friend go with him and that's when he passed. And so, you know, that was kind of, wow, you know, I should have, should have been there, you know, that was 
I was busy, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, my, I missed that. So, okay, okay. So he passed on a trip that you were going to go on with him, but ended up not going because you were too busy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That may, I apologize. Yeah. I, I, I missed that somehow on your first pass uh-huh. through. But talk yeah. to me a little bit more, if you don't mind. And this is, look, my father's still alive, but he's, you know, he's in his 70s. I don't know how much time, you know, we have left together, obviously, and he lives further away from me. But you mentioned that it was a game changer for you. Do you mind diving into that a little bit? What changed immediately in your life and what has lasted from that time to now with the, the trauma that you experienced of your father passing in that way? Oh, yeah, it wasn't definitely immediate. I mean, it, you know, it just made me start thinking more about, you know, not all about business, you know, you need to spend more time with people and friends and family, you know, take the time off and do things when people want to do stuff. And, you know, now I don't try not to miss too many opportunities. I, you know, I still love working and I, I do work a lot, but um, I just enjoy doing a lot of, a lot of variety of stuff. And, and it's been gradual. I didn't change immediately. It's just, you know, I knew it was my goal to, to not be, a workaholic, you know, it's not just my dad dying, it's the divorce and, you know, losing a bunch of money and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, don't, don't need all that stretch in your life. You need to enjoy it. Have you had moments where you mentioned you kind of got back into it with Arizona, buying some property after the crash of 08 and maybe more recently buying a building here, a building there. Have you, have you found, or do you have a governor for when you are going too far for what you know, like, how do you determine that, that, Hey, I'm starting to creep back into workaholic mode. And how do you how do you bring yourself back, if that makes any sense? Yeah, I think I'm, you know, I want to keep doing doing stuff um, just for the fun of it. I don't really care too much. And, and I, I'm pretty good at taking off. I guess my, my wife likes working more than I do. <laughs> she, she loves doing her book work and daily work and taking care of all the properties. I mean, I, I love putting a deal together, but then I, I put it together and walk away. And, you know, so it's, it's not much time consuming for me. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's gonna, you know, I love the I love the cliche of you married your secretary, right? That's awesome. I married my wife. She she worked with me as well. So <laughs> I feel you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, not, not acceptable anymore, but <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. That uh, was a little bit of time ago for sure. All right. Well, let's dive into your baseball card, your one sheet, and get a little bit more about you across the six pillars of abundance. So let's first start with your yearly horizontal income. Where does that stand currently? About a, about a million six so horizontal. 1.6 million. Okay. How many lines of income is that in total? Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it, there's a, a lot of variety. I mean, I'm in real estate's you know, the main one, but I'm in every asset class, you know, residential, industrial, uh, retail, mobile homes, it, it, kind of everything there. I'm also, you know, oil, a little bit of companies, not, not too much there anymore. Farm, they got placed in different countries, you know, like Panama, Mexico, got had a little condo project here and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how many lines you call that, but <laughs> it's a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah, a lot yeah. of we'll just say yeah. a lot. That's the that's the best yeah. answer to that. <laughs> what, um, yeah. I'm curious, do you, in addition to the 1-6 vertical, do you have, or I'm sorry, horizontal, do you have anything you would consider to be vertical income at this point or not really? Yeah, every year, you know, I end up, I don't, I'm more of a buy and hold kind of guy, but I always end up selling a building or two. So I, I always put that under, you know, horizontal under vertical. under vertical income. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. What is your current uh, horizontal net worth to, uh, I'm sorry, horizontal to net worth ratio. What does that number look like right now? 3.7. 3.7. Okay. So you got, okay. So yeah. Makes- it's, it's low, but you know, I don't know. I guess there again, I'm not striving to grow too much. So it's just, you know, 
I don't know how low that is. I mean, look, 1.6 million horizontal is uh, is a good way to live, regardless of what percentage of your net worth that might be. So uh, you're doing something right, and uh, and it's inspiring. So no, I appreciate that. I'm going to just take a guess that you're over a 100 percenter at this point, unless you have a very very extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, 450 or something like that. 450 percent. Got it. Makes sense. What does debt look like for you? What's your debt to net worth ratio? Seven percent. Oh wow, very low debt then. Okay, so you're 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 very well. You, yeah, you don't have any issues with uh, with any concerns with 08, 2000, or the late eighties or you know early nineties crashes impacting you too much. Yeah, good for the next crash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you never know what's going Yeah. So, what percentage of your net worth would you say is real estate versus companies that you own? Probably fifty to sixty percent in real estate, and there again, I. I do loan a lot of money on stuff, which a lot of that's real estate. So maybe the higher end if it's, you know, you include loans and stuff. So companies be pretty small. I mean, probably only 5% now, but just other investments, you know, like oil and gold and different management companies and a lot of uh, syndications and stuff. So that makes sense. That's a big topic is, you know, precious metals, crypto, things like that, how much you should, how much you do, all of that, especially with inflation. I'm curious, do you do you target a percentage of net worth in metals or is it just, hey, you know, I've got some enough to make me comfortable? Just kind of curious what your strategy is there, if any. No, I just, I mean, it's actually percentage wise, it's probably really low. I mean, I got like, you know, maybe 400 grand in metals and 100 grand in crypto and, you know, things like that, you know, life. You know, few four hundred grand or so oil, another half million. You know, pretty small amounts really in comparison. But it's a comfort zone, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Okay, very good. All right, let's flip over to your health. So, how much is your weight, and what does your body fat percentage look like right now? One hundred sixty. I've pretty much been one hundred sixty-five when I was in high school, and should probably be better if I was a little more because I had a little more muscle back then. But. <laughs> Body fat, I guess, 13%. I just, one of those little scale things. I don't know how that works, but said 13%. So, Gotcha. How tall are you? 5'10". 5'10". Okay. So you're pretty lean then. 5'10", 160. That's all that fishing that you're doing. You're out on the boat quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, keep moving. Well, talk about uh, exercise and diet. Do you do you have a regimen that you go through or is it, are you just an active lifestyle guy? What, is it, what does exercise look like? Uh, yeah, I keep moving, you know, just, just busy. But yeah, I do like, I have taken up Pilates pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on where I'm at. I mean, like, like now I'm in Mexico, I've got a great Pilates guy here. So we do that pretty regularly, you know, go to a different place, something different, but, um, that's, that's helped a lot. Cause I got a lot of broken pieces and bones and stuff. And that's been a big savior. Other than that, just, you know, hiking and getting around. Yeah. Um, Pulling in giant tuna, I'm sure, uh, get you, get your, get your work in as well. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much time in the boat, a little tough on you, but yeah. Not too much, never too much. And uh, what about your diet? What, what's uh, what's a day in the life look like as far as your eating habits? Yeah, no real diet. Eat good. Wife and I both like to cook, so we most make both meals together. We get up early and make a big breakfast, you know, eggs and bacon and whatever. And I used to eat a lot of more wild meat and stuff when I lived in Alaska. You know, it was hundred percent. But since the mad cow thing, they won't let you take it with you to Mexico or wherever. So it's you know a lot of fish and meat. And, veggies and stuff, but no, nothing particular. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Okay.
The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires at $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Talk about your family a little bit more. You mentioned you have uh, a son from a prior marriage, a son uh, from your current marriage. What's the age gap between them? Yeah, 10 years, 37 and 47. They're both, uh, my one son's in New York. He's an attorney there. He's kind of a workaholic, like, but he got married and he's doing well. Uh, my other son, he, he had a rough, rough time. He was a lot of drugs and in jail for a long time. But the last couple of years, he's been straight and working, started a little business and he's doing, doing great. So that's a big change for us. Is, is that your older son or your younger son that struggled? The older one. I'm curious, what lessons did you learn as a parent of young kids? I'm curious for myself, and I'm sure many others out there listening are. As a parent of young kids, what lessons did you learn from the first? You mentioned you were young, 17, had a kid, got married, everything happened very young. The first one to the second one, did you, was there anything specific that you, that you, you know, did differently or applied lessons from one to the other? Mm. You know, the first one, I was working too much, but then we got divorced and I wasn't she moved to Hawaii and it was really hard to see him. She wouldn't let me see him much. So I didn't really spend a lot of time with him, but I, I did. I, I'd go over there, you know, every month or something, try to see him and stuff. So I, I started spending a lot of time and it's good. He t- took up a lot of my work ethic, which maybe too much of that, <laughs> but uh, the second boy that was from my, he was the older boy and he's from my, uh, my new wife which he was a teenager when we got together. So I spent actually a lot of time with him, but um, he, he got in a lot of trouble, but so did I. I got in a lot of trouble when I was a kid too. So, <laughs> but you know, they, they really came around and that's a big blessing. Yeah. What's the, do they do grandkids, anything like that right now or? No, no, you know, I'm not sure they're getting, they're getting older. The younger ones, Got a great wife, but she's got some medical issues and stuff. So I'm, I'm hope they're hoping, but who knows? <laughs> What's the relationship like today? I mean, you are you're in a unique position as a, as a full time investor. You spend you know time out of the country, time in the country, all of this stuff. I mean, you've got a very a very unique life, an exciting life, really, in many ways, right? Your kids are. It sounds like they have they have uh, uh, W two type jobs. What's the relationship like there? And have they they have your work ethic? Have they taken up any of your entrepreneurial nature, or not really? Yeah, I mean, one son that's an attorney, he's gung-ho, hard worker, but he, that's, he's a real liberal, real out to help everybody and that kind of thing. And um, he doesn't want to be in the corporate, I mean, you know, the, I don't know what you call it, the <laughs> owning stuff and all, but uh, sure. good, good kid. And, you know, the other boy, yeah, he, he has more of a, kind of my lines, he's not my boy, but he's, uh, he loves cars and motorcycles, he loves to start businesses, he's, he's stuck. He has been working for a tree company and he started his own company and he's got an employee and he's, he's doing well there. So, and we've just helped them both buy a house this year and, you know, they're, they both have rooms set up for us. So one's in California, one's in New York. So they're kind of spread out. We're looking forward to going and spend more time with them. Coast to coast. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Okay. What is your, your life happiness index currently? But uh, 7.65. 
Oh, okay. So you're a pretty happy dude, which makes sense. Based on the conversation here, it sounds like you have a, a very, very <laughs> uh, fulfilling life. What's, uh, what's sort of the highest ranking category within that life happiness index? You know, I guess financially, I'm content with that. What I'm doing would be there, but I'm not sure where to go next, I guess. You know, my planning and this stuff is where I'm probably lacking on that. So looking for the next, next goal. Yeah, makes sense. What would you what would you say is the lowest ranking category within this life happiness index? Uh, probably future planning and hobbies. I've got a lot of hobbies, but not at home. My wife is content to stay home and you know, just always happy. She's so happy, you know, doing whatever she's doing. And, you know, I'm home for an hour, I'm pacing around, gotta go do something. So, you know, it'd be nice if I had some little hobbies I could do at home, but what, what hobbies do you have now? We talk a lot about fishing. Is fishing a hobby of yours or do you, is that just not something you're doing enough? Yeah, yeah. Fishing, boating, motorcycle riding, you know, cars, hiking, climbing, just just all outdoor stuff. So, I love it. Just got to be going, going and doing. Yeah, no, I love it. That's the thing that what you just said is probably a great summation for a subtitle for this podcast, right? Just got to be going and doing like you, you have some incredible hobbies, but you still want more, right? You still have a, a view and a vision for yourself of wanting to have uh, more in life. You're trying to get every ounce out of this life, which is inspiring. I love the story that you've got as we, as I learn more about you throughout this interview. So I appreciate you opening up on this. How about contribution? Yeah, good, good and bad. I mean, <laughs> you know, oh, I I'm just, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I always want more, but you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, I gotta step back and say, "Wow, I'm pretty happy with what I have too." So, <laughs> no doubt, so. gratitude's gratitude's important. But I think if you're gonna if you're gonna you know settle or or fulfill your you know your um your full potential, I'd rather be the latter. But you're right, absolutely, got to stop and and uh, and apply gratitude. So, really good lesson there. Contribution wise, what does your give back ratio look like? You know, I just like cash to, to actual charities. It was only like 80 grand, you know, 5% maybe. I mean, I did like this last year, I probably another 350 grand and just helping my kids houses and starting businesses and giving like a car, car to people. And I mean, not, they weren't charities, you know, they're just helping people I know. So, you know, that, that gets up more like whatever, 20% or so. Um, so, I, so I don't know which uh, I like to like to help people out that I know and things more than, but I do like, you know, Probably should have my given to charities too. Well, I think her name is Barb. What's her name? Barb from Shark Tank. If you ever watched that show, she made this point. Yeah. She's obviously very, very wealthy, and she made the point. She's like, "Look, my charitable contribution of the what I what I you know spend time on is family, friends, people close to me. I pour a lot of time, money, and energy into them. That's my contribution, right? So that's where where she considers uh, where she uh, you know pours contribution into, it. and it sounds like you're similar and still. $80,000 is nothing to shake a stick at. That's more than most given a year to, to charity. So, you know, that's more than most make in a year, to be honest with you. So kudos to you for, 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 uh, for contributing. Let's talk about your pod. Who's in your pod and how often do you meet? We, should, we talked a little at the beginning. You mentioned you might be kind of in a, in a flux state, but I think it's good to talk about. What does your pod look like and how often are you meeting at this point? Yes, every two weeks. Chad Lubrick, Nick DeSanto, uh, Pasha. Tough last name there. <laughs> Chris Chris Smith and I, and uh, yeah, we do the you know the one sheets and some accountability. But we've been been tough to uh, get together. We we end up missing quite a few of them and stuff. So hoping to kind of 
get that freshened up, maybe get some new blood in there or something. Um, I've been, you know, Alaska, Mexico. I don't have a lot of, there's no local pods, but I do spend some time in Arizona. So I touched base with those local guys there and hope to get with them next week. I'm going to head up there and spend a little time with those guys. Good crew of guys up there for sure. And uh, it's funny, Pat Hyben talked about this in a, a meeting that I facilitated at one point where he talked about, you know, the pods go, maybe it was Tim, Pat or Tim. Pods go up and down, right? Pods are, are, you know, it's like any relationship, right? Sometimes there's passion and fire in a relationship. Sometimes it's a bit stagnant and you can reignite that. So um, for those out there listening and, you know, go abundance brothers, go abundance sisters thinking, you know, uh, man, yeah, my pod's been struggling a little bit. Maybe it is time to find a new pod, but sometimes often it is just that, you know, you just got to let that cycle pass. You know, people get busy, things happen. My pod's gone through ups and downs, but we stuck together and, you know, I think I'm better for it. So no, it's great. I appreciate you sharing that. What's your biggest business goal this month or this in the next 12 months, I should say? Probably just keep simplify things a little more. I think I want to invest in some of my current investments and partners. I got maybe too diversified. I mean, I got so many little things I've invested in that it's just hard to keep track or remember what they are and stuff. So uh, I got a couple building projects I need to finish up and that's nothing, nothing major. Gotcha. How about personally? What personal goal do you have for yourself the next year? Uh, you know, I want to go spend some more time with, with both my sons at their houses. They, you know, they, they're happy, doing well, and they've got a room for us. And you know, we didn't get to do that much last year, so right. we can go do that. Some new adventures. I think I'd like to get a new boat, maybe go spend you know a year on that, spend some time traveling. Nice. Anywhere in particular? Would you go anywhere in particular or just... I think I get on the East Coast and I go, you know, the Bahamas and down through Central America and probably just just take my time, maybe bring it back to the Pacific side you know, within a year or so. Nice, nice. I got a, you got a blog on that. That'd be awesome to hear about what you, <laughs> what you're doing out there. That's incredible. <laughs> Have you been to any abundance trips? Yeah, I went to the Breckenridge. Yeah, that was that was good. I didn't make this last one, but uh, yeah, I met some guys there and. And a lot of good, uh, a lot of good information. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was an impactful meeting, and yeah, Tahoe was great too. It was tough because of the time, the change from January to March, and it just it messed with schedules and all of that. So, what are three of your past greatest hits? Well, you know, the, the kids and my wife. I mean, they're they're awesome. But I guess you know, like uh, when I was in my early thirties, there, I, I had a charter company, and I, I bought a a boat in Florida for my company in Alaska, and sight unseen at an auction and I spent a couple months bringing it around and up to Alaska and that was kind of a big life changer for me too I mean it's just like wow this is you know a lot of different world out there and that got me hooked on going south and spending the winter somewhere besides Alaska I never thought I'd leave Alaska and I'm still well Alaska but uh, yeah I've been hooked on that ever since I guess so in my business you know pretty much retired when I was 39 kind of that was that was a big uh, life changer for me too so and then just getting back into stuff after that yeah it has quite a few you know good real estate deals uh, just just different buildings to sold and made, made good money on and it's just I, a lot a lot of good boat times I think that's the biggest for me <laughs> I'll bet all right what's the future look like how about two three future greatest hits that you're anticipating I like to do some more motorcycle trips, like either South America or Asia. 
travel with my wife. You know, we were did have a European cruise set up, river cruise, but that got canceled here this spring. And uh, we were thinking, you know, rent a house over there for a month or something like that would be be great. Maybe hike another seven summit, one of the seven summits. I did that about a year and a half ago with a bunch of uh, my younger partners. We did uh, Mount El- Elbrus in Russia. That was, that was fun. These guys are all gung-ho to do more, so I'd like to do another, maybe another one with them. Yeah. Very cool, man. What a, what, yeah, what a story. I'm kind of curious. You mentioned about the charter company and everything else. Would you, is it true for you that you followed your passions with all of the endeavors that you've had? Have you chased the money or have you chased passion? It feels to me like maybe passion, but I could be wrong. Yeah, passion more for sure. Yeah. I mean, I always like equipment and tools and all that kind of stuff. And uh, sure, the charter company that hey, I have gotten into some businesses that probably weren't my passion and didn't work out very well. So <laughs> didn't know enough about them. So yeah, you're better off to go with stuff you, you like, I know. Yeah, sure. no, it's a heck of a lesson. And I, I, I'll be honest, I, I've, I've kind of, that's landed for me recently more than anything is chasing money, which I feel like I've done my whole life, right? Like what's the job I can do that's tolerable and then I can make money at, as opposed to just going all in on passion. So yeah. when I learn from guys like you and look up at guys like you, that's something that I'm extracting from the uber successful, the guys that have done really, really well in life is you, you know, you love boats, starter company, you're <laughs> on a boat most of the time, right? You love tools and equipment. So you're in that space. And yeah, we all do. We all learn lessons from when we, we kind of get away from our core or our, you know, who we truly are in doing something, whatever that is. But, but no, it's inspiring to hear your story. And I appreciate you being so open and honest with, with all of it from family to finances to everything. So thanks for that. Let's wrap this up. Actually, an interesting uh, interesting card question from the GoBundance app. You can download in your Google Play or Apple uh, I, uh, Apple Store, I should say. Uh, and you can do this card game, which is a great party trick, if you will. I generated a, a random card, and here's the question. It's the four clubs. What stands between you and more happiness? That's just my mental state. I mean, I, I should be totally happy, but I just always want a little bit more. <laughs> and there again, I think it's good and bad. I mean, I, I, I like to keep keep striving, but uh, like I say, my wife is happy just staying home every day, but I got to keep going doing something. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. So mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Mindset is always, it always comes back to that in one way or way, one way, shape or form. So Sean, incredible. I appreciate it. Is there anywhere you want to direct people to? Is there a website, uh, an email address, uh, a social media handle where people can learn more about you? Oh, just my email, I guess, Stephens, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-S-9-9 at Yahoo. Um, or give me a call or whatever. But yeah, no, nothing too much. Perfect. Now, simple, simple. I like that. So good stuff. Well, I appreciate you being on here. Thank you so much for, for pouring into me and giving me a ton of information here and sharing with all the listeners. And yeah, man, hope to see you at, uh, at the next one in Colorado. Yeah, I hope so. That would be great. Thanks. Right. Thank you. In life, to be honest, I've failed as much as I've succeeded. But I love my wife. I love my life. And I wish you my kind of success.
step to me, bitch. Now you 